Hey guys, welcome to the Kingdom Mamas podcast, where we encourage and empower moms just like you to raise those babies in the way they should go. Hi, I'm Trudy Lineski, God girl, wife, mama four, writer, vlogger, and speaker. I'm super passionate about the next generation. Together, we can lead, guide, and direct them to stand confidently in who God has called them to be. Grab your copy, get comfy. Let's get started. Hey, Kingdom Mamas, you are going to love today's guest. Her name is Casey Schuler. She is an author, personal trainer, and co-founder of the Joyful Health Collective. Her mission is to help women find lasting health by starting with grace and finding joy in movement. She lives with her husband and two daughters in Athens, Georgia, and would love to connect with you at joyfulhealth.co or on Instagram at Casey B. Schuler. Take a little listen. Happy Monday, Kingdom Mamas. I am super excited to invite my girl, Casey Schuler to the show this morning. She was pivotal in my transformation. I'm not even sure she realizes it. However, when God called me to lay down and surrender not only my diet, but also my body and the workouts to him. I found her. I found her on Instagram. My friend pointed me in her direction. She sat down with me on a Zoom call. I, at that point, I was an aspiring author. I told her I was not an author. She said, mm, I think God is telling you something different. But anyway, <laughs> She helped me realign my thought process with regards to moving my body. If you guys have been following me for some time, I was a beach body coach and I was told that, you know, in order to have success, in order to be successful, I needed to have a transformation and I needed to show that. However, God told me different and he reminded me of that through Casey. So Casey, how do we find that? sweet spot of our body is a temple. We want to take care of it, but we're not going to beat it into submission. What does that look like for us mamas who are raising these girls who are watching us each and every day? Yeah, I think that what we learn as moms, we can learn from our children. Um, I learned from them so much about what joyful movement is and breaking me out of the really narrow and constrictive mindset that is the exercise ideal that culture sells and tells us. And because kids, they move towards what will bring them joy. And so part of my own journey is especially being a mom and knowing that I did everything right, according to the book, as far as pregnancy goes and I delivered well, thankfully, but then I had all of these postpartum issues in my body. And it was like, well, why is that mom? Why does she still have look like she has a six pack? Because that is the measure of worldly success. And why does my belly still like, why does my belly still poke out? And it turns out I had diastasis recti, which is like the separation of your abdominal muscles, which is normal during pregnancy. But because I had a history of like holding my mindset so tightly, it literally was transferred into my body. And so my muscle tone was so tight that I couldn't relax. I physically didn't know how to relax. And 
pregnancy and becoming a mom was a huge wake up call for me and knowing that, okay, I've been a trainer for how many years I grew up with my mom being a personal trainer. She still is a fitness instructor. Um, I worked at corporate wellness, at Starbucks, like all the go-getters, like mm-hmm. that, you know, hustle and bustle life that was equated with, um, working out in the morning and seeing all that muscle tone and everything. And I was really distraught and I was like, I don't, I don't think I, I know how to do this. I don't know how to do fitness right or well, because my body is, is not reflecting that I'm not well. Right. Um, and so the whole, like your body is a temple. I think Jesus has a way different mindset, um, than what we think, because we can, we live in the world, but our spirit as Christians by faith dwells in the kingdom. And so how can we reconcile those two with the words that Jesus has given us about what the temple is? And that is a place for the spirit to dwell. He doesn't really talk about a whole lot about our physical body, except that the battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and authorities of the spiritual realm. But he also talks about how we can offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. And this is your spiritual act of worship. So it's like this both end of being able to like live in that, like, well, how can my body be a temple? And it's not the way that we move our bodies or feed our bodies even that makes our body the temple. It's the opening, the surrendering of faith in our heart and to be able to allow the Lord to be our righteousness, to be what is right and true and worthy and to not, and like have that pure space. Like Trudy, we were talking like just earlier about how Jesus overthrew the tables in the temple because he was like, I don't want these marketing messages here. Like this is, I want this to be a place of prayer, a place for me to meet with you. And so if exercise the way that we are doing it is a place of guilt and shame and condemnation, then then Jesus wants to overturn that. Like he wants to be, he's jealous for us and he wants to move with us. Like that's, that's the original movement is like Adam and Eve walking with God in the garden. And so are we able to walk with God in our hearts and in our bodies and in our minds when we are moving? Because exercise is like, I think of exercise as like a supplement and then movement being the big meal. And so really it's like, how can we relate the meal of movement to like what we need and seeing movement as being a gift and, and receiving it just like we would a meal and food, um, just really kind of changes everything and something that we can receive because, you know, like as moms, we, I always am amazed. Like when I saw my belly grow and I was like, I'm not really doing a whole lot to grow this baby. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's an act of surrender of like, well, I, I didn't really do a whole lot to make this baby, to grow this baby. And same goes with our, any type of transformation. Um, Like we see these before and after pictures, but really like what God's looking at is our heart and like, what is that heart transformation? Oh, it's him doing that. And so we get to just like start off with surrender and just like get to step into that joy instead of, and like, instead of, you know, have to like strive and push and, Right. You know, do all those things. It's hard. And I think that surrender is a journey, right? It just doesn't happen overnight, especially if we have the mindset of, I have to work for this. I have to work for this. Mm -hmm. What did that look like for you? Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think it started with the 
I have worked for this all of my life. Mm -hmm. And um, it turns out it wasn't working. It wasn't working physically in my body because my body was like broken. Like, (laughs) you know, my abs did not go back together. They were like eight inches apart and back together, no matter what I did, like five years of physical therapy, chiropractor, you know, all of my own doing did not undo, (laughs) did not undo that. So that's, um, a really pregnancy was like the biggest part of the surrender for that, um, of that for me. And to realize like, oh, this is, I had never been on a like diet per se of what I thought was a diet, but I had been on lots of like elimination diets to help Mm -hmm. with my Hashimoto's and like, you know, for thyroid stuff, but I was restricting. And so that restrictive mindset really carried over and, and to what I was eating. And I felt the heaviness and the weight of guilt Mm -hmm. um, of like, I'm eating too much. I'm eating these foods. I'm not supposed to eat. And I was like, finally, I was like, ah, I am tired of this. And then actually it was like more of a deep, deep heart prayer. And I think that's where God meets us. (laughs) And and I heard the answer back of like, we, yeah, you, you don't have to. And that was like, wait, (laughs) what I'm, I I thought I'm supposed to be self-controlled, you know, but self-control starts with the spirit and God's like, you're putting like all of these rules on yourself that I never imposed. And I think we do this with exercise too. Like we, we have all of these rules. Like, why are we feeling so guilty? Like, is it because God's actually told me to do high intensity interval workouts like five times a week? No, that's not in the Bible anywhere. So it's like, what are these rules that we're putting on ourselves versus like, this grace that opens up. I mean, it's like, there's so much room in God's kingdom for like what movement can be. And so being able to like separate, like, okay, I don't have to, I can separate my eating from my moving and I don't have to work out. I don't have to earn it. I don't have to burn it to earn it. It's like the biggest thing of like, I, let me just like do what's fun. So I just had to like really go back and be like, what do I actually like to do? I've, and you know that I think that becomes, comes into like being an adult and also being a mom, you don't have a whole lot of free time. Right. Like you don't have like time to like figure things out and like do stuff that's not really beneficial to you. You just, you need to know what you need and you need to do it. (laughs) And so I think with exercise, like we have all these messages, it's like, this is what you need. This is what you need. But I think if we can get with the Lord, it's like, what do I actually need and how can movement be a gift that can fill me up while I am pouring myself out? So, you know, sometimes that looks like like I need alone time. So I'm going to go on a walk in the morning mm-hmm. and put on some worship music. And because I also need to worship. <laughs> and yes. so like, and you know, there's lots of science behind all these things too. Um, so in my book, I have like five motivators, but like, if you need to like, need some stress relief, steady state cardio is one of the best, like gifts that God has given us that we can step into of like, once you do, once you're walking or swimming or biking, something that's like repetitive, um, once you get your feet moving, then your brain can, can get still. So like, it's kind of funny how God worked that out, but yes. <laughs> you know, shuts down all your worry centers. So yeah, I'm rambling on. So let me know. Oh, if I'm- No, it's good. That's so good. I love how you call it a gift instead mm-hmm. of just another task on our to-do list that we have to get through. It's a gift. And I think when we reposition our minds towards that, that's where we allow God to move, right? Like you, you touched upon like 
the spiritual realm. The spiritual realm wants us to strive. The spiritual realm tells us we're not good enough. We need to compare that we have to be a certain size or weight on the scale. Um, but can you talk to that a little bit? How do we decipher the truth from the lies? Yeah. Um, the simplest thing that I can say as far as spiritual discernment is that fear pushes, mm-hmm. but love leads. So if we are feeling pushed into something that not of our own accord, something that we don't want to do something. And I think that we are all in tune. Like we all have this deep intuition. Um, and that is like, that is the small still whisper, the voice of God that we can't, that we know that is there and that we can listen to. And we know when we're feeling pushed and we also know when we're feeling led. So part of that is being able to, to practice on the presence of God. And how can you, how can you do that? How can you spend time in God's presence? Sometimes it is quiet and still literally you're sitting. Sometimes it is going for a walk. Um, I don't think that God has also prescribed a what our time with God should look like, um, you know, cause worship is the literal, like lifting up of hands or kneeling down or bowing your head to your heart. Worship looks like a lot of different postures in the Bible. Um, so as far as the spiritual discernment part, it's like what, um, yeah, if, am I being pushed into this? Do I feel like I have to do this? Then that's really temporary. Fear is temporary. Um, but love and joy leads you out of yourself. And also like starts with that seed that God has already planted, you know, like you, you know, that deep in your heart, they're like, this is, this is what I want. And this is the image of God that has been imprinted on me. And that feels right and true. And that's what we can follow. (laughs) Yes. Amen to that. I love it. It's different for every one of us. I know people, I love to run because I feel I can listen to worship music and I can hear the Holy spirit lead God and direct me and like every step. And that's where he talks or speaks with me most. Mm-hmm. But some people say, Oh, you're crazy. <laughs> Why are you running? That's where I meet God. Cause the laundry and the dishes don't follow me outside. <laughs> oh yes. Yes. So true. <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes we physically have to like relocate ourselves. And like Jesus, whenever he went, he went to the mountains to pray early in the morning, like, oh, that's hiking. He he went on a hike mm-hmm. by himself and to be in the woods or to be, you know, like actually I haven't been to Jerusalem, but I would love to go someday. Yes. But yeah, he, he <laughs> went away and that's, that's, a, you know, there's a lot of different ways that we can be with God and movement is just, um, part of that. It's not the, it's not like, it's not the end, but it is sometimes like, a yeah, the gift that God has given us. So I think so many of us have been told what to do for so long. It's hard for us to step back and be still enough to hear where God is leading us in our joyful movement, right? It's mm-hmm. almost like a regimen we've been told by either like a personal trainer or a program or training program or whatever, what we need to do. It, it's almost like you need to still your body in order to be like, okay, well, I don't really like hit training, (laughs) but I've been beating my body up because that's where they say you get results, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think part of it is to step away sometimes for people, especially with eating, re- eating disorder recovery, mm-hmm. just do not engage in formal exercise. Um, and so there, I would say like, yeah, you can still move your body in mind body connection type of ways. Like I always start with like the foundations of movement, which is posture. Like, how are you holding your body? What is that saying about your spirit? Um, because the way that we hold our bodies often reflects the posture of our heart. And so just being able to get back in tune and be able to start with like, okay, posture, breathing is the next step. Um, being able to get in tune with your breath and the, and the inner life. And that also helps to join the mind body connection. Um, and there is a, like a literal, like your vagal nerve connects your gut to your brain. So that, um, really like actually strengthens that connection there. And then the third part of that foundation is walking. Um, so being able to put those together. Um, so like, um, connecting with your, your posture, your alignment, and then breathing and then moving. Um, so I always, um, recommend like, like going back to those foundations. Cause the more we can build on that foundation, I mean, because it, you know, these things that feel really simple, we can scoff at and think, well, that's, that's too simple. That's not going to work. There's a story in the Bible. I should have actually looked up the name, but we're like, a servant girl tells this man, you should go and see this guy if you want to get healed. And so it's one of like the enemy leaders. And he goes to a prophet and the prophet says, yeah, just go wash in this river. And he says, well, I'm not going to do that. Like it seemed too simple, but I think we have to get to that point where we're like, it's not whatever I'm doing right now. It's not working. Like it's hard. I'm exhausted. I can't do this anymore. And that's exactly where God needs us is where we say like, I'm just, I can't do this anymore because I mean, really like, what are the benefits of being sore all day? I complain more when I'm holding my kids and carrying them up the stairs. What is the benefit of having like a six pack abs when your kids want like a soft tummy to lay on? Like, they don't care. Um, and so it's like, what, what am I really, who am I doing this for? Like some strangers on the internet or the people who are real in my life right now? Like, are, am I working for the ideal or am I living in reality? And like, what do I want? What does my husband want? Like, how can I, and some of that's like, I just want to feel confident in my body and like movement can do that too. Like just lifting weights, something that's like a little bit more than you could, like you feel that confidence without having to change your body because you're, you're it's once again, it's this gift that can allow us to feel like the confidence of the Lord. And then, you know, like our kids are not uninvited to all of these things. I mean, there's just so many different ways that it can be lived out and, and I love hit classes. I teach them now, but I did have to reevaluate. Like, I don't, I, I used to teach this class where I was really sore mm-hmm. every single time. And there was a lot of expectation on me as an instructor to, to lift heavier and heavier. Mm-hmm. And, and I would get feedback from the classes of like, oh, this is a great class. Why? Because I was really sore. And so that was like a feedback for me as an instructor of like, okay, well, I need to keep doing that for people. But then I found in my own life that it wasn't actually beneficial. And, um, it was harming my spirit because I was complaining more and 
I was thinking, the more I focused on training my body for a certain appearance, the more I focused on my appearance and the less happy I was. So the more that we focus on how our body looks, the less we're going to live in our body. And so, you know, it starts like that inward spiral versus God pulling us outward. And it's like, what, there are so many, there, the kingdom is so much bigger than this. Like we have mouths to feed and, and people to be with, you know, like we don't have time and mental space for all this like obsession and doubt and guilt. <laughs> no, I, I love that. I, I know the whole six pack ab thing, what it takes to get there is <laughs> miserable. And like you said, it, it pulls away from the attention of those who matter most in our lives. Mm-hmm. Like, no, mommy, you can't eat that. Or you can't eat that, right? You're on a diet. Like, I hated those words. Like, I, I wouldn't celebrate with my kids. Like, mm-hmm. I would l- allow myself to have cake like four times a year on their birthdays because I have four kids. Like, mm-hmm. no, if my kid makes brownies, I'm going to eat the brownie that they make me, you know? <laughs> like, I'm missing out when I, who am I serving when I'm wanting to look this way? Who am I, am I serving the world or am I serving the Lord? You know? Right. And I think that when we find that, when we, when we do that, when we kind of let go and let ourselves live, then we are not thinking about food. Like we're consuming food with our mouth and not being consumed by our, with our mind. Mm -hmm. And there's so you so much freedom in that. And like, and then you go back to like, oh, now I understand why Jesus said, like, you put food in your body and it goes out your body. But like, and and what I'm looking at is your heart because it's what comes out of your mouth that's more important. And so I think that's one of the indicators of like what comes out of our mouths. Is it is it like holy and righteous and true and worthy and filled with grace? And if it's not, then like why? And like, we, you know, get curious about that and not feel condemned by it, but like, well, um, because I'm hungry. Okay. Well, that's an easy fix. Like, let's just eat some food, you know, hey, yeah. <laughs> or like, I'm feeling irritated. Why? Oh, cause I've been sitting down all day. Oh, I think I'm just maybe need to like get out and move a little bit. So like our emotions are no longer our enemies, but they're messengers to tell us like what we need. And like, Oh, thank God. He gives us all of these physical gifts that we have. Like we have food and we have the ability to move. And like, we're, we have an overabundance of blessings, but we can't see them because we're trying to control them. And when we do that, we can't enjoy God and we can't love others and the way that he's called us to, because we're in survival mode and we're putting ourselves there. <laughs> yes. I, I love how you said our bodies are messengers because generally speaking, a rigid training program or a diet controls all of that, right? You're hungry, but you can't eat because it's not time. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I know for me, this whole journey, it, this sounds insane, but it took a while for me to know when I was really hungry Mm -hmm. and to trust myself, to feed myself Mm -hmm. because for so long I relied on a diet to tell me when I could eat or, or a training program to tell me what I needed to do that day instead of allowing God to work in and through that, that, time of complete and total surrender. Mm. It was, yeah, 
it sounds crazy looking back on it now, but yeah. So you are a fitness instructor for Revelation Wellness, right? Yes. <laughs> so can you talk to us about that? Sure. Yeah. Um, so, well, that was kind of happened in a crazy way. I was, I was in the fitness industry um, since I've been in college, like was teaching classes and then I became a mom, you know, all those things I just talked about was in a few gyms that I felt like were just pushing people beyond their limits. Um, and I myself was feeling pushed and I was good. I was, so I was taking a step back. I was like, I just, I'm not going to do fitness. And I was like, but this is where I find my joy. And I couldn't deny that. I couldn't deny that. I felt the joy of the Lord when I moved my body and, and I love doing it with other people and I love teaching and I love doing that. And so I was like, well, I don't know. I don't know what to do. And so I had been following revelation wellness for a while. And I was like, well, I love them, but I don't feel like I need to be an instructor because I already know all of this stuff, mm-hmm. um, in the prideful way. <laughs> and then, um, and then I was still at the point of like, I don't, I don't know what I should do. And then I, they had like instructor training, the deadline I had, it was like that day. And then that night I had a dream that Elisa, who's the founder was on a zoom call, just talking to me, like telling me what I was going to do, what I was supposed to do. And then the dream cut off and I woke up and I was like, oh, what am I supposed to do? But I had this, like, just un like this steady conviction that I needed to go to Arizona to find out what that was. And that's where they had training. And so that's what I did. Um, and I became instructor in 2018. So it's three years ago. And so it's looked a little bit different. Um, right now I teach a RevFit class at the local YMCA and we start off with like a scripture intention, for example, like press on for the prize, um, of faith. And so, um, or press on for the upward call of faith in Christ Jesus. So, um, just for an example, I was like, we actually did the movement. So like, we could remember the verses, um, remember the words. And so, and then we do a, we, I really hesitate to say the word workout sometimes, because I know that's like triggering for a lot of people. So, but working out like a workout as a supplement. So we do strength and cardio ways to, you know, take care of our bones and our lungs and our heart. And so it's like a, to music, because I realized that music gives me joy. And that's what, if I turn on music, I start moving. So we all need to find our joy in different ways. <laughs> um, and yeah. so for me, that's one. And so we just move to music and, and pray at the end and, and it's great. And we do it together and it's just, I just love it. And I'm really grateful for it. Um, and I'm, I'm a trainer as well. And then like have in-person clients and then have an online course that we and take people through like, well, what does it mean to do joyful movement? I don't know how to do that. <laughs> and like, how do you, how do you eat intuitively? So we right. kind of coach people through that for 12 weeks, um, twice a year. So yeah. Ooh, fine. Okay. So for the mom who is feeling rather convicted with this conversation and feels like she is being called to surrender, what are some of those first steps for her? Yeah. Um, I think to find a body posture that feels surrendering, um, because sometimes that can help to tune our hearts as well. Um, and then to name what it is on her heart that she feels like she needs to give up or that feels too heavy and she's ready to let go of. And then, yeah, being able to, I mean, really like, and 
just as just like a practical exercise, but if she would like to do this and feels caught to this, like breathing, like doing breathing prayers, you know, helps, um, with that mind body connection and awakens, um, our body with our heart as well. So like breathe in, um, like for example, like if you're tired of running away from whatever it is in your life and you're like physically doing that with running or something like, you know, the be still and no. So like, breathe in, be still, and then like exhale and know that you are God or know that I am God. So being able to do that and be able to ask the Lord to show you step-by-step because he has given us like his word is, um, a light and a lamp. So like he's, he's already given us the full revelation of, of hope. And so she, I just would, would encourage her that like God has already has these plans for her and, um, that she can look to his word as a lamp to her feet day by day. Um, and to be able to like, just rethink about what she actually likes to do, um, and, and do that and to stop doing things that she doesn't like to do for a while until she can reestablish those mind body connections and find like, and lose all of the trackers, like don't quantify your movement don't do it until you can do it first in your body and you know that. And so being able to like, yeah, take, take a, taking a break from all those things, like take a break from what you don't like, take a break from the numbers. And yeah, it starts with the heart. You feel it in your body and then you get renewed with your mind. So I think the mind is like, then you start to think about like, well, what actually do I need? Um, like what sounds fun to me and what is going to be good for me. So what sounds good, I think is what she needs to start with first and then what is going to be good. And then she can start like thinking like that gentle nutrition principle of intuitive eating transferred over to the joyful movement part. It does come later. It does come, but it comes later. So being able to think about that comes a little bit later. So yeah. Is that concise enough? <laughs> it's so good. So, so good. Absolutely. What sounds good and what feels good. I love that. Are there any other words of wisdom you'd like to share with, with my mamas? Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like those were the, those are the main things your, your kids are not enemies to your health, mm-hmm. but they are how I don't want to use the word gifts again. They are adornments. They are, um, (laughs) I can't think of the words, but like, I always thought that when I would try to wake up early for a workout and my child would wake up instead of be like, Oh, I didn't get a workout again. She's ruining this. Yes. And I was like, Oh no, I'm placed. I am. She I'm making her the enemy. Mm -hmm. Um, And instead like, oh no, she actually really likes to go on walks outside with me too. And we can do breakfast on the go and it can look so many different ways. And so if we can lean into the connection of motherhood and lean into the connection of our kids, and we can also reconnect with our bodies and with the Lord, I think the main thing is to be able to reconnect those relationships with the Lord, with our bodies and with our kids. And they are not oppositional, but they are connected within the flow, like that circuit of joy. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Like guarding our hearts and minds with regards to those. I love how you take that thought captive. Like, no, they are not taking away from me. They're Mm. God gave them to me to raise them in the way they should go. And so if that means I drop the workout today and we go for a walk or whatever that looks like. Yeah. He always makes a way to, I always think like, well, I didn't get in my morning workout, so I'm just not going to be moving today. And that's, that's it. And that is the, that's the voice of anxiety and fear and despair. And, but God's like, no, I, there, there's always a way there's always a way. And so he will give you a pocket of time during the day where you can get up alone by yourself, or you can turn on some dance music with your kids. Or, I mean, I think that's, that's what I've been learning now. And what I love to share too, is there's, there's always a way. (laughs) Then there's no shame or condemnation or guilt in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not today. Mm. Yeah. And your body carries so much grace too. It's like, well, I didn't get in what I wanted to do, but maybe God can, you know, like re- change my heart and know like, oh, maybe I can do something else or maybe I just need a rest, you know? Yeah. <laughs> there's, That's too. Yeah. There's no expectation. No, not at all. Okay. So I have some rapid questions for you that I, I always ask my guests. So what is your favorite book of the Bible? Oh, (laughs) I know that's a hard one. It's like, for me, it's moment by moment right now. It's this. (laughs) I know. Um, surprisingly, I had never really understood Haggai and that just book, just reading through it and listening to the commentary just really surprised me. And so i yeah, I'm going to say that book right now. Hey, <laughs> right. Awesome. Love it. Okay. So what's your favorite worship song in this moment? Oh, um, extravagant. Extravagant. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've heard that one. I'm going to mm-hmm. put it on my Spotify list. <laughs> yep. Amanda Cook. And I, I think it's like part of a Bethel music thing, okay. but I'm a five. And so I need to lean more into the mystery of God. And that's what that song is all about. <laughs> Ooh, good stuff. Okay. So what is a book that you have recently read? I'm like, I was like, finish a book. Oh, um, yes. I have like 10 books on my, on my stack right now. Yes, me too. Okay. I'm looking at my bookshelf. So (laughs) real kids come in all sizes. This was a um, health at every size book for kids. And that was, that was just really helpful. Mm-hmm. to think about parenting and how to message um, body size and eating and moving and all of those things. So important. Mm-hmm. Those little eyes are watching. Anyway, sister, thank you so much for joining us today. You have been so helpful. Your wisdom is amazing. And I know without a shadow of a doubt, you have shaped the lives of some of these mamas who are listening. So thank you. Thank you. Um, Would you mind closing us in prayer? Yes, I would love to. Thank you. Um, Let's just take a deep breath and exhale all the worries and fears and whatever you might have on your heart and mind and let it um, slump down into your shoulders. And Lord, we thank you so much um, that you have given us um, rest. You've given us grace and your salvation and that we don't have to live up to the world's expectations, but um, your grace is enough. Um, I thank you that you have given us our kids um, to sanctify us and um, make us 
complete and whole in you, God, and just to be able to um, experience your joy more fully, um, that in your fullness is where um, we find our joy and that they get to be a part of that. Um, and I thank you for movement and that is a gift and for each um, woman and mama out there that um, they can step into your joy that you've already planned for them. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you ladies for tuning in until next time. Hey mama, before you go, will you do me a favor? If you found this podcast encouraging and valuable, would you please head over to iTunes, leave a review and subscribe to the show. Also, I'd love to connect with you. I can be found on social at Trudy underscore Lineski. Until next time, sweet girl, stand confidently in your calling. You are the mom for the job.